a thousand planets and spreading out. We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. The bat moves. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm so delighted that you've tuned in today. We'll begin with some genre-related news before we get to the discussion. It was announced earlier this week that Cobra Kai has been renewed for a fifth season on Netflix, this ahead of its fourth season premiere, which is coming up in December. Production will begin this fall. The Karate Kid spinoff series was nominated for four Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Comedy Series. Cobra Kai stars Ralph Macchio and William Zabka. Animated series Star Trek Lower Decks returned last week for its second season on Paramount+. And this week's episode was the 800th of the Star Trek franchise. The comedy series follows the support crew on one of Starfleet's least important ships, the USS Cerritos, in the year 2380. A new trailer dropped this week for Spider-Man No Way Home. You can view it on one of the FF social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Spider-Man No Way Home premieres in theaters December 17th. Today is the 104th anniversary of the birth of Jack Kirby. Often called the King of Comics, Kirby was an American comic book artist, writer, and editor, widely regarded as one of the medium's major innovators and one of its most prolific and influential creators. And some sad news this week, as Michael Nader passed away on August 23rd. The American actor was best known to genre audiences as Nicholas Pike from the 1990 Flash series on CBS TV. He was 76. We're also sad to report that Earl Korshak died on August 25th. Korshak, who discovered fandom in 1934, was the creator of Moonstruck Press and was part of the leadership team that brought the second ever Worldcon to Chicago in 1940. He was one of just two surviving attendees of the first Worldcon in 1939. He was 97. Today, we're talking about some of those news items and more. But before I introduce today's panel, here is the official FF review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which opens in theaters next week. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is an important movie for what it represents in the Hollywood system that has a history of having ignored or neglected Asian performers for decades. Perhaps no other ethnic group has been as consistently marginalized. Whites performing in blackface ultimately fell out of favor, but yellowface continued well into the 1980s. Therefore, 
to have an Asian director and a predominantly Asian cast in a Hollywood picture is noteworthy, to say the least. And this is a big movie. Superhero genre from Marvel Studios. Top of the heap, so to speak. The film loosely adapts the comic book character Shang-Chi, who is known as the Master of Kung Fu. Created by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin, Shang-Chi made his first appearance in 1973 at the height of the martial arts movie craze. Simu Liu plays the title role. You may remember Liu from Kim's Convenience. He's a talented young actor who is also a skilled stunt performer. Liu handles the demands of the job exceptionally well. I think in many pictures, particularly in the martial arts genre, the star's performance is overwhelmed by the action. This doesn't happen with Liu. He manages to artfully balance his acting performance with the required physicality. The movie follows Shang, who we find living in San Francisco, as he is drawn into a web of intrigue involving the family he left behind. Through a series of flashbacks, the audience learns about the circumstances of his estrangement. Shang determines he must return to China and confront his past in an effort to secure his future. The film co-stars Aquafina as Shang's best friend, Katie. Also featured are Michelle Yeoh, Benedict Wong, Fala Chin, Florian Montano, Ben Kingsley, Minger Zhang, and Tony Chu Wai Lung as Shang's father. Everyone gives great performances, although I need to single out Aquafina and Tony Chu Wai Lung in particular. Aquafina seems to stand out regardless of whether she's acting, singing, doing stand up, or whatever. And Tony Chu Wai Lung although he may be unfamiliar to Western audiences, is internationally known and one of Asia's most successful actors. Long breaks stereotypes as Shang's father in a role that isn't that of a traditional villain. In fact, this movie doesn't actually have a villain per se. Destin Daniel Cretton had his work cut out for him as the director, but he combines all the elements effectively and with obvious care. Cretton co-wrote with screenwriters Dave Callahan and Andrew Lanham. In some ways, I don't know what to make of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This movie tries really hard to be something unique. It makes every effort to avoid stereotypes, which is positive. But I think it goes so far out of its way in doing so that what it's attempting is obvious and could even be perceived as pandering. Although in its defense, the character of Shang-Chi comes from a different place in comic book history, and that's a place that is rife with stereotypes. For comic book adaptations, I'm usually very interested in how accurately the producers translate the source material. In this case, the producers are running in the opposite direction. For example, in the comics, Shang's father is the diabolical Fu Manchu. You don't get more Asian stereotypy than that. And the main plot line for most of the original run was Shang-Chi versus his father. So, out of necessity, all of that stuff was out. Consequently, this Shang-Chi bears little resemblance to the one in the comics. My issue is, while the movie begins with a focus on his martial arts mastery, it ultimately leans towards the supernatural power of the Ten Rings. And the Shang-Chi from the comics wasn't known as the master of kung fu for nothing. He was so skilled that he could fight super-powered opponents with a high likelihood of victory. It's clear that the intention is to integrate this character into the pantheon of Marvel Cinematic Heroes going forward. I sort of wish they'd done it another way. 
And there's the avoidance of stereotypes to the point where, rather than have an Asian villain, they opt for no defined villain at all, which I think is a weakness in the film. And I'm not clear as to whether the producers are more interested in cultural sensitivity or in reaching the Chinese market. Most likely both. But I enjoyed it nevertheless. It has everything audiences have come to expect from Marvel and plenty of it. And in that this is a primarily Asian cast, you're seeing something you haven't before. There are plenty of Easter eggs for fans. Lots of action, adventure, drama, and of course, humor. The movie runs two hours and 12 minutes. While it drags in places, it maintains a brisk pace overall. It's rated PG-13 and is violent and kind of scary in parts. But you can take kids as young as perhaps 11. They won't understand everything, but probably won't be bored. This is a good movie, and I expect it will be well-received by fans, and an important film for the Asian community. Three stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official Fantastic Forum review of Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which opens in theaters next Friday. So, it's time for me to introduce my panelists for today. I am joined in studio by Roberto Ortiz, Drew Bittner, Julian Lytle, and via the miracle of technology, courtesy of the Great Geek Refuge, Mike Lunsford. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, hey. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on again. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we're uh, delighted to have everybody. So, look, we were all at AwesomeCon last week. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of the first, well, heck, for me, it was actually the first event that I had been able to get back out to in a live fashion uh, that involved fandom. And I honestly have to tell you that I had second thoughts after I got there. I actually had second thoughts before I went because <laughs> <laughs> yep. if I hadn't been committed uh, to uh, participating in some uh, some panels, I probably would have sat this so, one out. So you because... had third thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> you could say that. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm honestly I'm afraid of the virus. I'm afraid of the Delta variant of the virus, and I'm honestly shy. Hey, look, whatever. I understand we have all sorts of people potentially listening to the show. Uh, if you are somebody who is more concerned about the effects of the vaccine than you are about the virus itself. I'm sorry, I just don't understand that. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me. Mm. But, yeah, so all that to say, I wouldn't have gone <laughs> if I had it all to do over again had I not been committed. But I was committed. I went out, had a wonderful time. Yeah. And yep. uh, so far, so good. It's been a week after, and uh, nothing has fallen <laughs> off. So, uh, delighted. But uh, I'm just wondering about the time that you guys had. How did you feel about being out amidst all those people i mean all of us uh, have been vaccinated but we're concerned you know we're still continuing some of us to wear masks even in the booth here which yep. i appreciate and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna denigrate you for that roberto i'm proud of but that hey and you should be <laughs> doggone it you know you got like a small kid at home who can't get the 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 vaccine and That's true you know i mean so look it, it, it but it, it's all it, it's all very serious stuff anyway I'm just wondering how you guys felt about it. So, um, in fact, Roberto, since I have singled you out, let's start with you. I loved it. I had a great time. And when I was there, I was glad I was double masking when I went there. It's like, okay. <laughs> and as I was saying here before, I was surprised I didn't see anybody wearing uh, an outbreak suit. 
or a, or a hazmat suit. That as, that as, would as, that as, would have been appropriate. Yes, <laughs> it would. One have. would have thought, you know, too hot outside. Yeah, but you could have been an aim agent, basically running around or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, and I don't know. I I was happy because, to be honest, as, as I told Jody, my wife, everybody that I saw in the convention was masked. And oh, I, that was that was the policy. <laughs> well, they were yeah. hardcore about it. It's like I was very impressed in terms of how well that was enforced. Well, DC is hardcore about it, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the rule of the city that you're in. Yeah. So thank God the they were. The yeah. Oh, I heard somebody got chased down. I was talking to one of the exhibitors, uh, who said that apparently there was some unmasked person who was walking down the the uh, the aisle where they were. And security was chasing after him, and they were yelling at you need a mask, you need a mask. I'm told whoever this unmasked person was like, yeah, I get it, but wasn't putting on a mask. <laughs> so wow. apparently got mm. chased down. I have no idea what happened. Again, it's hearsay. I did not witness this myself, but evidently the rules were being stringently enforced. They were. That's uh, good. And That's really thank good. God, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had a good time? Yeah, it was a great time. I, I was the first gun I've been in two years. And it was weird being surrounded wow. by all those people. It was mm-hmm. this feels odd. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I hear that. Yeah. Now, Drew. Yes. You, because uh, you're somebody who gets photos and I'm a you know, I guess indeed. <laughs> so, but you were getting the photos yeah. and all of that stuff, man. Yeah. Tell us about that. That was great. Um, they were they were handling the autograph lines um, a little differently. There were plexiglass shields for the people that were at the tables. There was a plexiglass shield between the people getting pictures and the people getting that they were getting pictures with. Um, I got pictures with Michael J. Fox and Sweet. Christopher Lloyd, and they were actually, you know, they were cool. But it was one of those like you know get in get out, mm. you know, kind of thing. So, and that was that was fine. Um, Got autographs with a bunch of people, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really good crowd this year. So yeah, everyone was. was in a good mood. Things were moving fast. The lines were moving well. So now, um, you you didn't mind the fact that they had like the plexiglass screen between you and the person when they were taking the picture? No. Okay. Nope. Didn't there bother you go. me. Nope. Um, were they at least cheaper? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Fox Fox and Lloyd was expensive. That was an expensive. They find expensive. Mm. Uh, three hundred. Mm, yeah, that's just, that's just expensive for a picture. Yeah, yeah. It was right to choose that word. <laughs> it's expensive. It's, it's yeah. costly. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and no joke. I mean, you know, but but uh, you know, if you if you want it, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he's risking his life okay. there, to be fair. Kind of. Uh, yeah, we're all risking our and, lives. And, and, it's not we, like he's risking and, anything more than and, us. And we were all unmasked in the photo. Oh really? So, yes. Oh. They, they were unmasked. We were unmasked. So, and they say, take your mask off. We'll take the photo and put your mask. Put your mask back on. on. Yep. Yeah. Well, all wow. the more reason to have the plexiglass screen. Yeah. So, yeah. But but other than that, I mean, um, I thought it was a good event. I think they were handling things really well, being on top of stuff, and uh, liked it. Mm-hmm. Julian, what about you? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Ain't gonna lie. Saturday was a bit a uh, bit much. A lot of people there. Yeah. There was a good number <laughs> of people there compared to Friday and uh, Sunday. Um, I only really went, you know, to see people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was more comic book vendors. Yes, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, it, it is a pop culture con. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is right. It's called Awesome Con, and not Washington D.C. Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
A lot of other things there take precedent that in the comics. Even in our Sally, a lot of things that take precedent over people who draw comic book like things. But yeah. A lot of people selling dice this year. Dice and yeah. Dice and games and, and all gaming was well represented yeah. to this year too. Yeah. Games games were up. gaming, yeah. 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 Well the vendors uh, have all traditionally have done well I mean, since the very first year of the con when there were a paltry seven thousand people who came out and uh, they they actually held the event in that main lobby, you may remember. I mean, that's like con registration or something. Well, part of the registration, because the big thing is like up on mm-hmm. the uh, the upper floor. But uh, yeah, the vendors have historically done well, and particularly those years when uh, we were uh, shooting Fantastic Forum episodes at the con. Um, you know, I, I was I was part of that loadout thing. You know, because, uh, you know, you <laughs> let me tell you something. If, you all, if you've never vended... Oh, wait. Before I do that, I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle and Roberto Ortiz and Mike Lunsford. We're talking about... Awesome Con DC, which was a huge pop culture convention held in person just last week. It last weekend, I, you know, I, I couldn't decide whether I was going to say a week ago or last weekend. Just a week ago, last weekend in Washington DC, and all of us were there. We're talking a little bit about it. So um, I was just saying that uh, the vendors have always done well, and standing in the um, loadout line with some of the vendors in previous years, that has been reinforced because they're talking about, yeah, I sold everything, and I came all the way from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and stuff like that. That's an actual thing that I was told yeah. uh, standing in that line. So now, although, uh, Julian, as you point out, and it's been my experience also that the artists have not done as well as those people who are selling stuff. In fact, a lot of the time I have, I've heard artists complaining about how poorly they did, um, you know, if they were sitting up there. And I mean, even, you know, like well-known name people, although Awesome Con has been the kind of event where... Uh, you know they've had wrestlers and you know the media guests and you know they added um, uh, book guests this year um, mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. uh, left field media owns the show now and I gather that they are just sort of looking to uh, to expand uh, the range of interest Diver- among people diversify yeah yeah hey so um, Mike uh, the Great Geek Refuge actually put on a panel yes, at the did. show this year. Uh, why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about your experience? Well, um, just so you know, we didn't actually, none of us actually showed up. We used life model decoys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the technology is just incredible. I um, thought there was something funny about yeah, you. Yeah, so <laughs> lifelike. Yeah, right? Um, no, it, honestly, if those were a thing, I might have done that because there was a lot of anxiety across the board because of this. I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I wore a mask the whole time I was there, but still, it's it's not like you can't still get it even after you've been vaccinated or give it to somebody else. And it just, it, it hung over the whole event. But at the same time, I mean, that was the first panel we had ever hosted and I didn't want to miss that opportunity. And I mean, it was, it was a blast. It was, it was really, really fun to do that, you know, to, to be that well thought of by awesome con for them to say like, Hey, yeah, well you guys can have your own panel. And that was just really cool. And, And thank you, Mr. Campbell for being part of it. 
Um, oh, overall, thank you. Of course. Um, overall, like I talked to a couple artists that because we went down and we visited uh, Artist Alley after we finished our panel, um, and it was kind of mixed reviews. Like like you guys had been saying too. Um, a lot of the artists were saying, "Well, it hasn't been that great." But I also know that the numbers were not nearly as high as they had been in the past. Uh, the number of people that were at the con was not nearly what it was in years past. But, like, I will say, one of the best things about it was getting to see everybody. Yeah. And not even mm. everybody. That's not even fair. I didn't get to see everybody that I, that I know that was there. I got to see a lot of people. And that was honestly the best part. Because you take for granted that, like, just seeing somebody on a, on a Zoom or a Skype call... Is great, but getting to see them in person, like face to face, you know, behind plexiglass or a mask, is still like <laughs> you get to see them, and you get to see your friends, and you get to see these people that for some of us it's been a year, two years, like Roberto was saying. Like yep. I, yeah. I discounted how cool that was that yeah. I got to see people face to face, and it, that mm. that really kind of made the event that much more special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and I'm right there with you because. The that was part of what we lost, or I don't want to say lost, perhaps uh, just say uh, missed uh, desperately uh, during the period of quarantine and social isolation. You know, because we were socially isolated, and you know, if you what whoever was in your pod, uh, that was who you saw. You know, if you had anybody in your pod, there's some people who didn't have nobody in their pods, and. You know that was that was very sad, also. But and and you know then of course we're doing the Zoom thing and uh, you know interacting remotely. But for for human creatures, that is Weird. very yeah. And and we need we're social. We need that physical touch, the physical interaction. And I uh, you know being something of because I'm I'm uh, halfway between uh, being an introvert and an extrovert. And so, uh, you know, on the one hand, I didn't really care, but then on the other hand, I really missed people, you know. So it, it was it was just interesting to be in that environment, and especially an environment that is so familiar to all of us, you know, having attended so many conventions over the years, you know, and then suddenly to not be able to do that, and then to be thrust back into it, you know, it was... Um, uh, again, a certain degree of reluctance on my part <laughs> in terms of wow, because uh, I'm not joking. I, I I would not have done it uh, there at the very end because I got scared. Like the the thing started on Friday, Thursday, I was scared. I was like, damn, if I wasn't doing these panels, I wouldn't be going. I'd be sitting at home, you know. So um, you know, because you don't want to be part of a super spreader event, basically. Yeah, but people look like they were behaving. The uh, they they feeling you have from the crowd is that they were all happy to be there they were happy to follow the rules that they were given to them yeah even the cosplayers had absolutely no problem and there were a lot of them mm. uh in terms of wearing the mask properly i ran into a couple of people that said that it was their first con i really? did too yeah yeah God that's a hell of a first con <laughs> experience <It's>, yeah <laughs> that's mean, actually like, awesome it, it is it's great. really great but it's just like wow <laughs> You know, yeah. what, a, what a way to get your feet wet. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. thing for AwesomeCon, to be fair, is considering what's happening with the fact that all these conventions are merging with each other. Uh, Comic-Con is merging with... What was the company? The big one? Uh, uh, Wizard World is... Wizard World, World yeah. Yeah. Out, merging so. with Fan Expo. Yeah, Fan yeah. Expo and Wizard World. Uh, I feel like AwesomeCon still kept, you know, the feeling of the original cons. That was a lot of fun. They could do better, specifically in terms of artists, at least how they're organized, to be honest. 
but besides that it felt fun i had fun it didn't feel i didn't feel like um like a meat product that was there just to basically give people money i, I felt it like i could go there and have just fun and jolly who doesn't like cons had a great time so there's that mm. your wife doesn't like cons has she been to enough cons and not like cons? No. Has she been to enough to even say she doesn't like I'm, cons? I'm the wild boy, okay? So <laughs> think about that for one minute. Well, I mean, Catherine <laughs> the and... The wild boy she married. It's like, my, ooh. You know, Catherine and my daughter went uh, Saturday and Sunday. They had a good time. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I miss from that type of con, and San Diego Comic Con has not been able to recapture this online. The feeling of being, you know, with the crowd, seeing the people, the cosplayers walking around and having... Well, why you go to oh, you can't simulate that online. That's why. Yes. No, no, that's what... That, that is what uh, Instagram and other platforms are for. But... <laughs> but it's not the same, because that's the thing is that when you have the, the cosplayer in front of you and you say, can I take a picture of you? By the way, awesome costume. You can tell that there's this human connection between this guy dressed at Optima Prime and you and you getting to tell that guy that that's an awesome costume you can tell that the guy is thinking a little bit yeah. that was worth all my problems mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Julian you, you seem like you wanted to say something more than what you no, just said that's about it I'm, <laughs> okay. right, I'm just okay. saying that's a tangent you know for me. <laughs> okay. I can see all the cosplayers I need to on Instagram the one that would, take, that would uh, make my attention that made me turn my head is on Instagram <laughs> and other platforms that I'm going to talk about here. But, but, but you notice specifically that the quality of the cosplay it's getting incredible. I mean, for example, the... What do you mean getting incredible? Well, <laughs> it's I, there, it's there, been there incredible are, for are, some time. There's in, in every convention, there's always something or someone that makes you think, oh my gosh, yes. that's amazing. Somebody that ups the game and somebody that does something that you just had never seen before. And it's, it's always new, it's always different. And that's one of the reasons to go out and see it. Well, what surprised me was the R2-D2 builder, the droid builder clubs that was there. Oh, I saw them, yeah. Holy moly! I told you the... Oh, okay, they've, been, they've been there. Well, yeah. the quality of the droids that they're building, yeah. this is yeah. like... I told these, you the, these are some of the people who actually have built them for the movie. I yeah. can't tell. Yeah. You, can, you, can you hadn't seen them before? I I, the, I the, seen them before. Right on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I seen them before, but the quality... Between what I used to see and what they're doing now is like, mm-hmm. damn! Oh, they, oh, they had they had an R two there that was just doing everything. So, oh yeah. my god, BB eight too. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, BB eight and 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 all right, you know, it's, it might be heresy, but BB eight. I kind of like him more than R two T two now. Those are funny no, words. Let me oh, tell you something. Oh, that whole I didn't get to see, he, okay. oh. see BB eight, man. I got to see R two though. That uh, I'm not on the same fence as you, but. I do love BB-8 a lot. I saw BB-8 there, but I didn't see him doing his thing. Yeah, that whole means of locomotion of his. I yeah. love that. I mean, he's he can <laughs> he moves around a lot easier uh, than R2 does. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. R2 in my heart, that's like the little droid. Yeah, R2-D2. But that BB-8, he's no joke. <laughs> you know, and every bit as heroic as R2-D2. You know, and the next model. You know, I mean, who? Yeah. If you're somebody, now again, not that I'm all about throwing out something that's old, but something that I noticed back because Iron Man happens to be my favorite Marvel superhero has been from before those movies started coming out, and the fact that this was a superhero who was consistently upgrading himself. 
I, that was part of what I liked. You know, yeah. it was like, wow, he's always coming up with something new and different. And it's Roller more, skates. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, shoot, started out, it was all about transistors, you know, yeah, and no then he moved on to printed circuits and all other <laughs> kinds of stuff. It was like, wow, you know, this is, and, and honestly, I maintain that this is why that character became so popular in uh, in the popular culture because the technology advanced to where people could genuinely believe that a guy could invent a suit that enabled him to do all this stuff mm -hmm. and i mean i was sold from the first movie when they had the stuff putting it all on him and you were screwing stuff in and all this and in fact you know me and um What's his face? Who was playing Rhodey? Is like that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm sitting there like, yeah, it sure is. Oh my god, you know. So, um, it, but yeah, so that's part of it with me and BB-8. You know, it's like he's he's the upgrade. He's like the latest thing. He's a more sophisticated cool. design. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the interesting things about all these clubs that are uh, supported by uh, tolerated by Lucas Arts is that they're smart enough that they know that the people who organize these clubs, like uh, the five first and BBA, that the quality of the stuff they, they do is going to be good enough that if they needed them on the movies or on a TV show, they can actually call them and say, can you loan us a couple of these things? Oh, yeah. Use them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. I wasn't joking. You know, they... Oh, wait, Mike, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say that that's how they improved the lightsaber effects in the newer movies, was they yeah. started using those, like, custom ones that have that like basically what you see in the, the dueling movie is more sabers. or less like mm -hmm. yeah yep. the actual dueling yeah. sabers and instead of having to like go through and repaint the whole thing they're basically just like increase like fixing some of the lighting on it and in in increasing like the sound effects and things like that because for the most part what they're holding in their hand is very very similar to what a real lightsaber would look like yes yeah. like and, and they and they hired a guy that did visual effects who did um like re recreations of you know, Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher and, and kind of did a, a side uh, by side comparison guy? with Rogue One. Yeah. So they could, yeah. Move, so they could, they could yeah. help them make that better because I heard that yeah. Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian wasn't as good as what this guy was doing. Yeah. So, was like, <laughs> so they're, they're bringing him in yeah, to do like, this cut stuff. Cut the check. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that, you know, somebody's doing that. Hey, Mike, we'll, we'll get to you in just a second, but that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, and among other things, that means we're non-commercial, which, among other things, means that we are, rely upon the ongoing generosity of our underwriters and our sponsors and our listeners for the continued sustenance of the radio station. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, at ArlingtonMedia.org to find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of the wonderful institution that is community media today. I guarantee you it'll warm the cockles of your heart. Anyway, look, we've still got a lot more that we're talking about. In fact, in the second half of the show, I want to talk about that trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home that dropped last week. I'm sure you do, too. So stick around because we got a lot more to come.
And we're back here on the Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle and Roberto Ortiz and Drew Bittner and Mike Lunsford. And when we took the break, we were just closing out, uh, kind of talking a little bit about our experiences last weekend at AwesomeCon DC, which is the first live event uh, convention-wise that all of us have been to. Uh, there have actually been a couple of other ones that have been held in this area over the past few weeks, starting with BlurredCon and then followed closely by Otacon, and, uh, which is a well-known anime convention. So anyway, um, and in fact, there's another big one coming up uh, in just about, uh, eh, I guess, about six weeks, and that is the Baltimore Comic Convention. Mm. And uh, now, so now I'm going to be uh, all nervous about that. But hey, something else that happened this past week, and uh, it was actually kind of a big thing, I thought, because Spider Man No Way Home, new film from uh, Marvel, uh, I mean, of course, <laughs> we're still waiting for the opening of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That opens in just a week, but actually just under a week. But the next big movie from Marvel, and of course setting aside the television offerings because you can go on uh, now um, Disney Plus and you can see What If, you can see uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you can see you can see all kinds of stuff. I don't want to have to sit here and think about all these shows, but and Hawkeye is coming up there too, but uh, so, all that to say, there hadn't been anything on Spider-Man No Way Home. In fact, there weren't posters. You had theater owners that have been getting like bootleg posters, fan-made posters, yep. to be able to promote this thing. That's how desperate everybody was. And then all of a sudden, bam, here comes the trailer. And if you haven't seen the trailer, I don't, I mean, because the trailer... Uh, in terms of the number of views, it beat out every. I forget what like the next big trailer. There was something they put out. Endgame. End. Uh, thank you, thank you, Drew. Avengers Endgame, and that got like two million views in the space of uh, like eight hours or something. <laughs> whatever, whatever the record was. It's crazy. That had yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever the record was that had been set by that Avengers Endgame trailer, Spider Man No Way Home. Broke it, you know. Mm-hmm. So the um, character is, uh, you know, and, and well, and again, one of the things that I'm so glad you said that, Julian, because one of the things that mystified me about that Avengers uh, Infinity War was at the end, people started turning to dust and blowing away, and when Spider Man turned to dust, I was like, hold up, <laughs> hold up, Spider Man turned to dust, Spider Man. Come on now. How is the Black Widow still hanging around as Spider-Man done turned to dust? Because you know they was out of Save the World because they got to say Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no more well Spider-Man. <laughs> also, in terms of logistics, it makes sense because you don't want to age up the kid. Because remember, there's a time jump of about, what, five years? Yeah, but he's he's, he's like 25 in real life. He, he well, won't change. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole bit of Spider-Man, at least on the Feige version, is basically like he's still in high school and all that nonsense. Yeah, so the, the nostalgia, the people who... who who ruined my version of Spider-Man because they, <laughs> they're older than me. It's like, Spider-Man has to be in high school. Nah, I like grown man marry Spider-Man. 
He got paid. He got paid. Well, rent. you're probably going to get you're going to get your wish. No, no. Ain't never going to get that Spider-Man ever again. <laughs> that Spider-Man's gone. Just like Wally West being the main Flash. Oh, don't get it. Everything about that. is gone. That broke my heart. Good God. That was such a stupid move. The by old DC. folks won until I'm the old folks. Yeesh. What a stupid move by DC mm. Comics. Sorry. Wait, wait. Like, stupid to make Wally the main Flash or no, stupid to remove him as the, the main what Flash? What they did to Wally specifically? No, it's not. It's been very effective. I can't lie. But yeah. the, the, <laughs> it's the, been very effective. <laughs> by erasing his family for They didn't long. erase it. It's back. It uh, doesn't matter. You just stop reading. It's uh, all good. You know. <laughs> Everything's like, back. It got, so, it got so disgusting to me. It's like, wait a minute. I love this character. What are Roberto, you doing Roberto. to him? Everything's back. It's just there go you wait long enough all it comes back right julian i need to ask you something because i know you keep up with dc comics so because uh, i just found out a couple of days ago <laughs> i mean i was actually getting ready to post something about it but then i found out that this actually happened a couple of years ago so um tom king killed alfred yeah yeah, yeah. even yeah. i knew that yeah, yeah. and then brought well, him back I, 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 as a villain no 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 that's not how it happened but <laughs> during Tom King's run, Alfred yes. did die by wow. it was by decree, by Bane. It's yeah. by the decree of the person in charge of DC oh, Comics at the time. Was like, it? oh, you yeah, you yeah, we should kill him. And then he, it was going to be a fate. And then it was like, nah, that's good. But Alfred currently is still dead. Yeah. Okay. Canic Earth, New Earth Earth Zero. Alfred is gone. If there's other Alfreds, I'm not currently reading all the books. I'm a couple months behind. There could be an evil Alfred out there, but he's not living with Bruce Wayne, and he's not taking care of no Robins. Mm. Give it another couple of years, there'll be an Alfred up. Yeah. They'll, they'll, <coughs> they'll, they'll use his, his daughter slash niece, whatever the blonde lady is, the Batwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever oh, they want to make yeah. it a daughter or a niece or a granddaughter mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, that'll be the next Alfred or whatever. You know, what she'll be like anyways. the maid or something. Or yeah, they will reboot again and yep. Alfred will return. It's all good. I'm yeah. completely sure. That uh, well, uh, yeah, it, that was purely an aside because what I really want to talk about is this Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I mean, y'all saw the trailer, right? Yep. Everybody yeah. seen the trailer? Mike, you seen the trailer? There was a trailer? Yeah, no, I saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Was, it, it, was, it, it was okay. Yeah, it's Kevin, <laughs> it's Kevin Feige basically saying, crack, let me take over basically Sony properties and Fox properties and let me show you how I'm going to implement them. Let's see if he he hasn't he hasn't been as effective as Spider-Man as so he's been. Well, I, 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 I have a mm. feeling specifically that both uh, Multiverse of Madness and the Spider-Man basically are same wink wink it's the same story in a way. Well, it's see, I mean, frankly, having Doctor Strange play such a prominent role, and he's basically, I mean, you know, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube, or visit one of the Fantastic Forum social media platforms, and watch it there. But um, the key is, basically, Spider-Man goes to Doctor Strange, and he's like, hey, uh, Mysterio has exposed me, and everybody knows my secret identity, but you're the Sorcerer Supreme. You can erase everybody's memory. You know, and it's like, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh, this is this is not good. What, it's what, like, what, you what does Wong wonder. say? Yeah. Wong says, don't. like any smart person of color in a Marvel movie, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what does the white guy with the beard say? We gone. Let's do it. Waited for the guy of color I to be gone. Yeah. At, at, this, yeah. <laughs> at this point, Wong really should just look him in the eye and say, you're going to do it anyway. So you do it, you screw up, and we'll fix it. He, he, but you're going to do it. He was busy doing some other stuff, which you guys will see 
uh, four or five days from now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I heard. Well, Quarantine is in the commercial, so. I've, I've got to go do this other stuff <laughs> in this other movie. This stuff in China happened. I got to go handle you it. Know? I, got, I got things. Chinese Sanctum, I got to go there. But, but the interesting <laughs> thing is basically is that how Kevin Feige, if you step back, you realize that he's using this movie to get his hands on the Sony cookie jar and he's going to use the Multiverse of Madness to get his hand in the Fox cookie jar in terms yeah. of the... He already owns No, he Fox does, page, but it's how he basically can cherry can pick can I, can I what, what he wants and basically be able to launch. The rumor specifically for Multiverse of Madness is that they, it's going to set the groundwork for uh, the mutants. Fantastic Force and the Mutants. <laughs> There's going to basically... The rumor going around inside is going to be House of M in reverse. House of M that in would, reverse. That would be very. That'd be a very bad decision. But I disagree <laughs> with a lot of things going on right now. So shit, nobody should pay attention to what I think. <laughs> because everybody Drew, listen to this man. Because Drew was joking, like it's all right. No, that's how Julian actually feels. <laughs> it was okay to death. It was three minutes long. <laughs> I hate Julian. Ten seconds. <laughs> when I saw my guy come out the street, I was like, that's my guy. <laughs> from the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Oh. Spider-Man oh. 2. Yes, it was. Hello, Peter. <laughs> no, no, no. That's one that of the awesome. best superhero movies it is. ever Wait, what were you talking about? Spider-Man 2. No, that's what I was talking about. Spider-Man Oh, okay. I right. said Spider-Man so, yeah. 2. Yeah, all right. So, so yeah. basically, the hello, Peter, yes. <laughs> but here's the question. with Greece. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Uh, so, Mike. <laughs> <It's> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I told you. Dude. I told you, it's like, just jump in if you got something, but uh, what did you think of the trailer? I'm the one naysayer. Really? No, no, wait. Julian's a naysayer, too. (laughs) No, 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 in the fact that I enjoyed it. Oh, wait. Everybody else enjoyed it? Julian didn't like it. I'm the only one that thinks it's okay, Mike. Oh, that's okay. I'm the only one. Drew was joking. Yeah, I'm joking. He was in love with it. I thought it was better than okay. Yes. I'm such a mark for this stuff because, like, <laughs> honestly, I when they do trailers, it's like, here's a trailer that's going to make Mike excited. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And, like, it, it does exactly what it's supposed to. I'm excited by all the possibilities. Yes, I know some of it is going to be blasphemous. Some of this is not going to be exactly the way it should be. And these characters might be a little different than what we know. But, like, there's just so much to take in with the trailer. And yeah. the movie, maybe the movie won't be great, but, like, there's a lot of things going on here. And it doesn't actually answer any questions. It actually nope. raises more. And that makes me excited because I'm like, this is there's going to be a ton of stuff going on here. Well, there you go. I think all the right guy- now, a lot of people are like, why is Doctor Strange so out of character? This is very strange. Ha-ha. Yeah. It's very <laughs> peculiar. But, Wait. Yes. Well, no. But there's so yeah. much. there's so much there. It could be... Literally, the fact that like he feels affection for Peter because he watched Tony die with him and knows how close the two of them were, and he literally says in the trailer, he's like, "Well, we saved the universe together, Mister Parker. You know, I think I owe you one kind of thing." And it might be his own hubris. It might be him just feeling bad for this kid and wanting to help him and overextending himself, or it could be something else, which we've already seen, like fan theories that maybe it's actually Mephisto. Ooh. No, or like, how about Mysterio, which would be more easy to, to use. <laughs> it would be well, Mysterio. I, 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 <laughs> I'm thinking more because uh, you remember Strange saw like 
what was it? Seventeen four, million different, yeah, four, four, two, yeah, yeah, different possible futures. So, I mean, he, obviously, he's extremely familiar with Spider-Man. I dare say, Spider-Man engaged in some heroics in some of those fourteen million different uh, potential outcomes he's from uh, fourteen million uh, the whole times and didn't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Doctor Strange. Be like Doctor Strange. Hey, you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM and streaming via WERA dot FM. Uh, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I am joined today by Mike Lunsford and Drew Bittner and Roberto Ortiz and Julian Lytle. We were just talking a little bit about the new trailer that dropped only last week, well, excuse me, only earlier this week from Marvel Studios and Sony for their upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, fan theories abound, uh, you know, with all of this. So, the one thing that I, I want to throw in, because I really, I was just so excited to see the thing, and yeah, some of it looked like a train wreck, because quite frankly, what? I'm thinking, well, in that, alright, this is the story, I mean, just what I said, yeah, everybody knows my secret identity, Doctor Strange, will you help me fix it? And so, he's standing there, and Doctor Strange is weaving the spell, what, but wait, um, MJ, she should still know, and wait! Uh, Ned, he's my best friend, he should still know and Strange is like, shut up, stop doing this, you know, and he's like, but wait you know, it's like, wait, no, no, dude either everybody forgets or everybody yeah. knows, you know, Why don't be sitting there Why is he in there. the room, Ulysses, if you're not supposed to talk <laughs> That's my main problem, Is like Strange is acting like himself, I'm like how many movies has he been in for you to actually have a, a true like, That's a good point. thing of yeah. his character like, no, he's arrogant as He's, Him and yeah. Tony Stark was in the same ship together. They were just like, ego battle is on now. <laughs> I decide what we're going to do. No, I'm the rich one with the metal suit. I got this fine gem around my chest and my cape. I tell you what to do. And they both telling Peter what to do. So, no, he's arrogant. I don't know what. He'll never listen to Wong. Yeah, whatever. Everything seems correctly <laughs> on point for Marvel Cinematic Universe versions of these characters. I mean, that's and that's the thing. It's like that's where Strange is coming from. It's like I, I ignore people all the time, and it yeah. always turns out fine. So like, yeah, I, I know, know the what. best. Yeah. I am Doctor Strange. Uh, exactly. The problem with Marvel, and this is a big Marvel problem, is the lack of consequences of some of the really heinous stuff they have done. Tony Stark created. Ultron in the movies for the love of God. And what is there was he had his consequences? Remember, fine. I he doesn't pay for them. Exactly, Spider Man uh, deals with them. Yeah, and I have a problem. That's the, with, that's, the, that's the purpose of those movies. Spider Man is the new Iron Man. He has to clean up his dad's messes <laughs> because <laughs> Uncle Ben does not matter. Besides being the father, besides <laughs> being a, 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 a suitcase, yeah. but that's okay because I got my Spider Man already. It came out two thousand through between two thousand seven. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was correct. And here's the he broke the he question broke. I was wondering. Do you think after the experience Sam Raimi had with those three Spider-Man movies, that Sony could convince him to do an one? No, because he's going to no. name it Doctor Strange. He moved but from one Dicko no. character to he's another. Not, you're not going to go mm -hmm. back to mm -hmm. Spider-Man at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing though, because we uh, there was a lot of stuff that the trailer showed. I mean, namely, the Green Goblin yeah. and Dr. No, Octopus. No, they didn't. They showed a pumpkin bomb. They did, right. That's true. That's true. They I, only show octopus. Yeah. That's true. I mean, what I assumed was, oh, the pumpkin bomb, that must be... You did hear a be. laugh, though, too. Yeah. You heard a laugh, but yeah. that 
We don't know which goblin we gonna see in this movie. Okay, sure. I, it could be Dave DeHaan flying I, up on something like, oh, I, hmm. okay. I really <laughs> doubt it could be Dave DeHaan. <laughs> I, I doubt it too. That, that other deck, but, but we might actually know. not see a face at all. We might just see the outfit. No, that's true. Actually, hmm. they probably gonna do that with the lizard. Uh, we only gonna see the well, CG he's CG, turn. so it don't matter no way. How about yeah. Electro? We know they Jamie Foxx. Yeah, in he's movie. yeah he's yeah. in it. I mean, they just he yeah. wasn't in the they, trailer. They announced at all, that. Yeah, we yeah. know we getting two different villains. Mm-hmm. We're getting two different different Spider-Man movies. Well, and that's We're, that's kind of where I was going with this because yeah. I, I'm reasonably sure that I heard that Tobey Maguire was in this movie. I thought Andrew yeah. Garfield was in yeah. the movie. I mean, you they're know, they didn't show yeah. either of them either. But you they're know, not, hey, this is just the first trailer. Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't give all of it away in the trailer. Sure. Well, you could. <laughs> it's like no, I hear. You're saying leave something because the movie didn't come out till December. Leave something for the subsequent okay. trailers. Question, guys, do you think this is the perfect? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's let Mike try oh, and get yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, I said, all right. I, I said my piece about Spider Man. <laughs> okay, all right. Roberto? I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I, I think it'll be fun. We'll, we'll see. I think it's a lot. It's, it reminds me a little bit of um, if what we saw in the trailer is going to be anything of what we're going to get. It reminds me a little bit of what we got with uh, The Rise of Skywalker, where it's oh, like there's wow. so much stuff they're going to try to cram into this. And granted, mm. maybe they'll pull it off because Marvel seems to know what they're doing for the most part. But yeah, it just seems like they're trying to cram, cram a lot into this. It's just going to be a three-hour director's cut. You know, that's all. <laughs> well, here's a question I'm wondering. Do you think they're going to try to show as a teaser, not necessarily as main characters, Spider-Wen and Miles Morales. No. No. Considering no. how popular they are. No. No. It's not enough time for not, Peter. Not for, in this. But, well, but technically there is enough time for um, for Miles, but that means you've got to show Donald Glover again. If, if you if you get them yeah. at all, it's going to be like one of those you know mosaic pieces where they, it's like all these That's images are flowing around yeah. and everything is like I, yeah. all these all this crazy I, stuff and then you see like oh there's there's a Gwen up in the upper left corner and there's a there's and a Miles Gwen, Gwen don't even hit know. the same in this universe because there has been no Gwen Stacy but the question the reason I'm throwing this out there is because uh, it's the, the old Chekhov gun that if you're basically going to do something in the future this would be the perfect opportunity they, to put but they are set to, up Miles you know it's like when he talked to Donald Glover's character in Homecoming, yeah, they're going to pay that off. Yeah, it's just not going. It, I don't think it's going to get paid off in this movie. Maybe the end credit teaser, but I expect Donald Glover to return. Mm-hmm. I expect Miles to come back because personally, I expect for them to split off into two different franchises: MCU Spidey, Sony Spidey. Yes, yes, because my boy Venom needs somebody to play with. Because he's yeah. trying to eat somebody's face. <laughs> yes, I happen to agree. And, and they're, they're Craven and yeah. Mobius. Yeah. Yo, mm. I don't yeah. expect to see none of them people in there. I ain't going to get no Venom. That's why this joint ain't going to be fine. I ain't going to get my man Tom Hardy wilding out. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Who's, whose face can I eat? Parasite? Ain't get none of that. Ain't get none of that goodness. <laughs> I think Tom Hardy seems to be having a lot of fun with that guy. Yeah, see, that's why that movie is yeah. going to be so worth it. That's why the first one's fantastic. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really funny. It is really funny. It's a love affair I mean, with a man yeah. with It's himself. a buddy comedy. <laughs> no! It, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a buddy comedy. That's Loki's in love with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Venom is the odd couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. except that Tony Randall doesn't... Well, not, <laughs> not, there, no. there's no Tony Randall in the next <laughs> yeah, you know, two Oscars. And, yeah, I was going to say, and actually, uh, well, if anybody would be Tony Randall, in it would be. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, which is like, like, no. 
Hey, the soup is making him breakfast. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's cooking. He's cleaning. He's want to eat some people's heads every now and then. I just love the fact that the people in the neighborhood already know that there's something wrong with him. They don't even know. They're okay with it because he can... that. they know the soup. They, he, the soup is the real. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. yo, hey, was it was the lady in the in the, in yeah. the oh, convenience store? Oh, she's cool because <laughs> he broke up that robbery attempt. It's there, like you're good no with me. <laughs> no, get him, bro. It's like it's like yeah. It's like if come they, on. If he ended up in the movie, you want to say I'll be the biggest supporter for that for that <laughs> no way home. Like venom is it this? <laughs> you mean real venom with the oh, teeth? God. Well, I do know Sony eventually wants to do. Tom Hardy has mentioned that he does want to do. Him and he gotta meet a Spider Man. And, and Tom Pollard wants to do it too. I'm yeah. just, I'm just wondering how mad is Julian gonna be if uh, Venom, uh, played by Topher Grace, shows up in this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it'd be a good redeeming thing because you know, hey, Ock is dead and somehow he's looking around, lost some weight. Got some new clothes. Like, hey, yeah, right. death has been good to Doc. Yeah. I got a no prize how he got how he survived. I was like, okay, so really, the, the arms call him out of the river. And then, like, he just left, but we don't get to see because we don't get to see what happened to Peter anyway. So that yeah, Peter's true. Just him and him and MJ have relationship troubles, and then we never get any more. That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My God, oh, that movie, well. the studio really screwed the push. It's not as it's not as bad as the way people. It's not a bad movie. It's just that Venom was completely unnecessary for that movie. It, it it was too much. What yeah. Spider Man Three? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he made they, yeah. they made Sony it work. Sony forced it in there. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they made it work. You know, the thing is that... What is the thing? The thing is, is that Sandman does not get any love in that movie. <laughs> no. He looks so no. cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, it, it well, he looks I mean... Good. He, he, he perfect. He is actually closer to the Sandman in the comic book than... Like any other character that I've ever seen, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh wait, you are straight out of a freaking comic book, you know. Yeah. He had the hair, the shirt. Everything. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. I was like, and, and Tom Hayden Church bulked up. I know. Yeah, they yeah. should bring. Him. If they brought him back, I'd be like, yeah. I believe he's gonna be the new movie. You never know. Yes, because it ain't a real sin. a real sinister six without Sam and it. That's that's Sam true. and yeah. Ock. You gotta have him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Mysterio. I don't like goblins that much in my Sinister Six unless it's Hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. Green Goblin me don't fit because he got too much ego. He ain't going to take no yeah. order from, from Dr. Octopus. Come on. They're going to be fighting for control. Well, Michael no. Keaton just confirmed that he's going to be in the movie. Too. Yeah, so, well, he's so, be in oh, jail. the Vulture? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay. Well, see, the other thing. And, that man get money. It's a whole nother deal in terms of the Green Goblin. I mean, that villain has so much significance for Spider-Man. You know, I mean, it's almost like trying to do the Dark Phoenix saga in X-Men, you need to leave this alone unless you are really trying to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, so I haven't seen any evidence that they're serious, but, you know, that that's like a whole other thing. Hey, look, so that musical cue means that we're out of time for this episode. I'd like to thank my guests and you, too, for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. You can find out where it airs in your area by visiting the website at fantasticforum.tv or checking your local listings. Also, we're available as a podcast thanks to our friends over at the Great Geek Refuge. Check that out either via the Great Geek Refuge or on all those platforms where podcasts are available. And if you miss any portion of the show when uh, we air originally, initially, on Saturday afternoons, you can check it out 
on Thursday afternoons from 3 to 4 right here on WERA 96.7 FM. So, hey, I'm I'm just so grateful that you came. Uh, I'm, I'm beside myself because we're having fun. We're in the studio. It's, uh, it's all good. Anyway, look, come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. In the meantime, have a great weekend.